Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. It's episode 885. It's part two with Coach Me, um, the Vassar men's basketball coach. Super excited about it. Like I said yesterday, um, you know, I have a special place in my heart for Vassar because my nephew has, is going there. He plays squash and, and, and very excited about it. But before we jump into that great interview, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, we're thrilled to have Dr. Dish as a sponsor of this podcast for, I think, the third straight year. They are friends of us. They are friends of basketball coaches everywhere. Mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a mentor, you're looking for handouts, you're looking to become a better basketball coach in a one-stop shop, come over and check it out. Um, nowhere else are you going to get someone's personal email address and phone number and everything. And when you get stuck, I'm here to help you. So go over and check it out, and let's head off to the podcast. Okay. And how many did, so it reminds me of Bose. So your bigs can shoot them. Yeah, we let them. Uh, (laughs) We let them. That's a good answer. Uh, So that's what our goal is, is to have five guys that can shoot the three. Um, And and so we, uh, something from, from coach McKillop again, was talking about licenses, you know, like, Hey, we need you to be able to knock down the top of the key three. And and, uh, that creates the defense to have to respect it and guard it. And then we can, uh, you know, kind of play out of that. And so, uh, yeah, we want everybody to shoot it. Because when, when we have five spots that can shoot the three, then you have the spacing where people have to extend. Then you can make the dribble and the penetration. It, it's, I think that's a huge yeah. shift in the game over the 30 years of my coaching. It's like that wasn't necessarily st- when I started in the late 80s. That was not the case. But now it's you ha- everyone has to be able to hit that. You do. Um, yeah. This was in our last game of the season. We made the conference tournament this year for the first time since I've been here uh, as the fifth seed. But at the beginning of the year, we had our nine freshmen. We had no idea, 
you know, how to play. So we were dribbling a lot. And, right. and this, this possession right here is, is great for us to kind of see, hey, we, we're attacking, you know, we're sharing the ball, we're catching and seeing. This is a wonderful possession for us to, like, just get an easy bucket. Right. That's, that was something that was huge because we started off this, um, that game down, like, 17 to 3. And you could see that 3 right there brought it back within one. So right. um, that, that was uh, – it's fun for us to kind of – us continue to build and then just you know obviously frustrated not being able to have an opportunity to I know. Right the, the, the only the only thing that's so this is what i told our guys it's like well the rest of our league isn't playing either it's not like i, I understand it and it's horrible yeah. and i feel horrible for my seniors yeah. um but it's like from a coaching standpoint it's like they're not i mean how much better are they get i mean it's Mm-hmm. It's fair for everybody, at least. That's a, that's a decent part. Yeah. Um, if you could only do three – I'm going to ask you some questions now because yeah. I've been writing them down. So if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do? Uh, shooting, uh, like read-based things where you're in your offense and then five-on-five, five, you know, just trying to work on situations, scrimmaging. Those okay. Three things that I want. And when and so let, let so I want to dive into this a little bit. So when do you practice, and how often do you practice, and how long is your practice? Okay, six days a week uh, in the season. Usually, you know, we're not trying to do too much on the court for more than an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes. Okay, um, and, and we want to be efficient with our time because at an academic uh, <laughs> school that they they have other obligations, and and that's that's huge. So we, we're trying not to waste time. You know our practice plans cut down to the minute and we're we're trying to be as efficient as we can just getting to the next play and that's what we teach and preach in our in our offense in our you know in the game is that there's no like snap after every game like football you've got to be able to flow uh, and, and to adapt to what's going on so I tell people football coaches and fast baseball coaches have it easy they get to think between <laughs> plays like we we're, one's like going to the symphony one's like going to a rock concert we don't get to think between I mean the game happens so fast at um at, in a, at our level it's it's crazy um so and do you you have conference rules you can you start in November end in you know, you probably have pretty strict conference rules is yeah, my guess. We, we, um, as far as practice, we can normally start October 15th and, and we practice those six days. We have 19 weeks of practice to use Okay. Uh, basketball because it goes through both, you know, semesters. We shut it down for finals and then we'll bring them back right after or the Christmas. Uh, right. and then we'll usually have a holiday tournament and then we, we go, we have an 18 uh, game, you know, conference schedule. So we, we play we have oh, wow. in our league and we played round rock. We play everybody twice, one home, one away. That's so, a great, that's great though. Considering yeah, it, it's fantastic. And it's a great competition. A lot of different styles of play. It, do you it, have to double weekend it or do you do that? Yeah. Very Ivy league schedule, right? Okay. So Friday night we travel and then we'll play that Saturday afternoon, like a four o'clock game. So it's, okay. uh, it's a challenge, it's, it, but it's awesome prep-wise. And that's why it's so important for us to find, you know, at least 10 guys that can go, uh, you know, hard. And, and if we can hopefully wear down those other teams that might have a star few players. Right, right. And the, and the issue is you – yeah, and yeah. You went with school – you're like your, your school as big as my school, basically. It's so 2,500. It's like see, to find 10 that can run is like, yeah. Um, <laughs> And, they, and the problem is they get sick. They twist their ankle. They do that. 
Um, so I ask every college coach, do you, do you require ankle braces? Oh, this is a good one. Cause I've been at schools that do and don't, uh, I, I don't, um, I, I encourage them to, okay. important to, to wear one. Um, but if, if a guy turns it once, usually that, that yeah, I'll send you the study. The UW did a study on it. Doesn't uh-huh. weak because, because they always say, Oh, it's going to weaken my ankles. I go, no, it's not. Yeah. So we, we were, we, we, gosh, it's been almost 15 years. We require ankle braces. No one steps on our court without them. And, and, and they get all, when they're young, they kind of like, Oh, I said, here's the issue. I want you to play. If you yeah. twist that, what I'm doing is I'm giving you an airbag. Yeah. I, I'm making it a two week ankle yeah. twist rather than a six week. I want you to play. So if you, you know, I guess you don't want to play, you know, if you don't put your ankle braces on. And that's, you've seen ankle braces like break. You've seen tape jobs break. And like, if they didn't have that on your, your ankles. Toast. Right. So I, right. Uh, and I let them get taped game day. That's what, that's kind of my thing. Cause it's a little looser. Yeah. I said, but you know, the, the braces are actually better cause they say tight, but, yeah. um, if you could, if you could summarize your coaching philosophy, what would it be? Uh, educator, you know, I'm just trying to teach them how to play and, and hopefully they make good decisions and make me look good. You pick, you pick the right school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I always tell people, I've said this quote a billion times. There's two types of coaches, coaches with players and ex coaches. Yeah. There's yeah, literally yeah, two types good. of coaches. <laughs> like they make me look good. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So let's, let's go, let's add specific for like the college thing. So what do you look for at an AU tournament? What do you look for in a recruit? Yeah. I know what I would look for. I know, and I've watched way too many AAU games for my life. Um, <laughs> but what do you look for? I mean, obviously, so here's the math teacher in me. Okay. You're, you, you have a hundred, here's all the high school basketball players in the country. So I'm, I'm summarizing this for people listening. Yeah. Hundred, here's, here's, he can look at 5% of them. Yes. Academically. The, the other 95 are eliminated because the, academically they can't get into the school. Maybe a little bit bigger, but it's probably about five, five to ten percent. So, so your pool is smaller, real small. So, so what are you looking for in that pool? Yeah, blessing and a curse for sure. Yeah. I have that smaller, smaller pool. I don't even know how some people can walk into a gym and recruit everybody. Uh, that that's really challenging to to figure out what you want to do there. Right. Uh, so for for the easy things for me are. are um, I, I want you to be able to shoot it, to pass and handle. Like those, those are the the you know keywords for everything. But right, uh, can you make your teammates better? Um, can you take coaching? How do you interact with the people on the court with you? Uh, how do you handle adversity that we talked about for? So, I, I need you to be able to shoot, pass, and handle, and play with that toughness that's going to help win us games. So if you get you know knocked in the nose, what are you doing? Are you getting right. back up and you're going to stand in the center ring or are, are you not going to drive in there again or, or you know, or, or see if you're going to try to get that, that loose ball rebound. So um, those are the things that I like to see. But what's the biggest more- deficiency freshmen come in with? I, I have a theory on this, but okay. what's your, what's the biggest deficiency? Mine's the sense of urgency, like understanding that every play matters. Um, and, and they've been like, Hey coach, but like, you know, I had to play all the whole game at my high school because I was my 70% better than anything else that was going to be there. Right. And that's not, not true in college. And and so 
if they're not going to play with that sense of urgency, I'm going to put somebody else in to, to empty their tank and we're going to be better for it. Right. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, I was going to say strength. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I've just seen, literally, I've seen what Drew, Drew's put on like 15 pounds. Yeah. So like I, I saw what he was and it wasn't that he wasn't eating well and lifting and doing that stuff, but it, it and this should be his freshman year, but I've yeah. just seen what I've, it's like, holy cow, you've become like a, like that yeah. freshman year, first of all, that, that they're getting like lifting all that stuff on a regular basis, consistent. Um, Cause you're playing men yeah. uh, in college. Two to 25 year olds, you know, that, that's such a drastic gap. Uh, so yeah. like, we have a we're fortunate enough to have a varsity strength coach, um, and she's worked at, at uh, you know Dartmouth and the University of Montana with with their men and the, you know with their basketball and football programs. So she's we have a great relationship. You make them better athletes, and we can make you better basketball players. Right, um, right. So they're in there four times a week in the off season, and, and you know two to three times a week in season. It's, it's um all right. So what do you think is the hardest thing to teach? Uh, it, I don't think you can get that effort out. If, if a kid does not have a nose for the ball rebounding wise, if they never rebound outside their area, it's very hard for that to, to come about. And, and the other thing besides that effort and rebounding is the, I, I think, seeing the floor, you know, and the reads to try to, I know. I got. I, so this is going to sound like a cop out. So I have a sophomore who's a, who who who's a D one kid. He's legit. He's got. He Washington's already offered Rice is off. I mean, he's legit. Yeah. And he's he's played zero minutes of RC basketball. <laughs> but I can tell you what they see. They see long. They see a ball handler, mm-hmm. and he's probably one of the best passers I've seen at his age. Nice. because he can he, he sees things that people like the game probably slows for him like yes. you know what i mean it's just like he sees things that people just don't see like mm-hmm. there's a whoop, you know it's like how do you do that like yeah. um and it's hard film can help and stuff with the ones that don't do it but there's just there's a reason people are special and yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't know how it is, and that's what you have to do. It, 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 I'm fortunate to be able to recruit to try to find guys that can do that. Right. Different in that high school setting or, or, you know, middle school where you're getting what's coming to you. You get the football guy that can go set screens <laughs> is what you get. Like, you could shoot a layup. I'm happy. Um, so do you have a coaching failure or something that we could dive into that another coach could learn from? Absolutely. Um, you know, you fail – Pretty much on a daily basis, sometimes. Yeah. You know? So, uh, the, the one that I always, you know, take home is more of that academic kind of piece in the relationship and monitoring throughout the year. Um, this is more college kind of spot, but it, the kids like, hey, um, and this can be applied to high school. They're like, hey, I'm I'm doing fine. You know, things are going well. Um, but it was something that you know, Coach kind of McKill instilled in and has in the program is is talking about uh you know a weekly check-in we call it you know an honor statement um to come in and fill out you know your what classes you had that week did i attend all my classes what assignments did you have what did you get back and uh did you meet with a professor do you need a tutor and and what that's doing is building that trust you know in in your your players and hey it's okay to fail as long as we're learning from it Right. Uh, a lot of these kids have never had like a B in their life. 
you know, and, and to get that first test back. And I was telling Drew, I said, okay, just understand that when you go to Middlebury, you're not going to be even close to the smartest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you better put your head down and outwork people because, you know, that's what, but it's right. Um, so just that, that check-in process, um, because I, I failed, I feel like I failed a, a student athlete that I had by just taking his word for it. And, and wasn't able to gotten uh, academic problems and wasn't able to stay eligible. So right. that's something that uh, I want to, that will always be in my program, just to, in our program, just to have. Yeah. I love that. We, 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 we call them Tuesday reports in our school. <laughs> so every Tuesday they take them around yeah. um, to all their teachers. They're actually, their teachers fill them out and then they fill out something on the bottom. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, Cause it's a little bit of accountability. And then, then we get to have the, you know, like me, Come here before practice starts. Yes. So teacher says you weren't behaving yourself kind of yeah. like. Um, so what would you tell a young coach? Like if you had some advice for a young coach. Oof. First uh, of all, first of all, let's talk about advice for a young coach and then an advice for a young coach that wants the coach at the collegiate level. Because again, if I gave you, if I had a nickel for everybody that says, how do I become a college coach? And then sometimes I, I've, I've literally got a Google document ready to go to send to them about like, okay, make sure you want to do this, 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 and this, and say goodbye to your family for this year, this year, this year. It's like, crazy. I have it spelled out because it's like, it's all cool if you want to do it. Yeah. Um, but there are better gigs out there. So go, go ahead. I, I, uh, I remember my, my coach, Mike Neer told me, uh, no, you don't. When I said I wanted to coach, like I was my senior in college. He's like, no, you don't. I'm like, coach I think I do and I know and, and uh realizing it's more of a you know an illness you know like right. it's something that you, you just need and you want and it doesn't make any sense um but it's it's such a rewarding experience um to help people become from uh, you know boys to men and, and have a successful career and share those relationships afterwards um so the, the biggest thing that I remember going through is that it's not ever going to be a play. You know, I remember young, you know, like being like, Hey, this play is great. You run that play maybe twice, you know, a season and may, maybe it helps win you a game, but you have to have that foundation that's going to run through your program throughout. So to, to understand that it's everything else and see it's, the, pe it's people, not plays. I'm telling yeah. you from someone that's done it a really long time and won a lot of basketball games. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Please subscribe and like. Uh, leave those five-star reviews. Those one-star reviews you can, you can leave in your pocket. But go over to Apple and Spotify and wherever you leave reviews or wherever you listen and, and, and tell us what you're thinking. Um, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, the one-stop shopping. The Netflix for basketball coaches. Um, and then also go over and check out our other podcasts, uh, Teacher Side Gig and High School Hoops part of the, I love saying this, part of the coach market media conglomerate. Go over and check it out and let's head back to the podcast. I, I got, I got, uh, um, I have a kid that's playing, he's probably going to play in the NFL this year. He's, he's a tight end for the Badgers. He was a good basketball player, great athlete, good yeah. basketball player. Jake, if you're listening, there's no way you're listening, but great, <laughs> great. His dad, his dad, his grandpa's Barry Alvarez, great kid, great genes. And but, you know, he wasn't a basketball player. Uh -huh. But what he was was he was a competitor and he learned and he, you know, all of those things over time. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, 
and and he was able to develop into the person that I wanted him to do. That's I, that's what I want. I want to you know it's the people before like he still talks about that more than his football season. He's a football player yeah. because about the relationships, like you were saying. That that's and those those are the things that I I remember. It took him a while to to understand that that it was everything the the bigger picture. You know, my my father would always he was my baseball and basketball coach in high school. You know, always telling me to keep that coaching notebook and you know, you know, plan out your thoughts. You know, put all the stuff down to paper. And you know, it wasn't until I was five seven years into coaching when I'm starting to apply for certain jobs, they want that per portfolio. You right. want to have all those thoughts kind of organized. So it's, it's flowing, you know, and people can see in your eyes that it's, you know, in your chest and, and that you stand, what you stand for. Well, first of all, I'm telling you the D three levels change as far as getting jobs. <laughs> and when you applied and got the Vassar job, I'm sure that I'm sure I, I can't even imagine what that interview was like, but they wanted to know like every aspect of it. And they also probably wanted to know what your academic feeling was and how are they going to do school and blah, 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 all those things. I mean, you have to have already thought about those before you walk into that room. Yeah. And, and that's where you realize in that failure, right? Like the interview spot of to have a well thought out plan. Uh, to, to make sure it makes sense for all parties, the administration, your athletic department, for the players, for the families of the players, for your staff, for the strength and conditioning staff, the med, like the, the actual, um, you know, the athletic training staff, like those are all your responsibility now when you're running. Right. So it's, I'm a, I'm a tad bit of a control this, this pandemic, like there's nothing we do in our program. I tell the boys this, there's nothing we do in our program that I haven't already thought about. Like how we get on the bus, I think about like what time we, I mean, everything. So they know that this world pandemic has caused me some issues because I <laughs> did not plan for this. <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't plan for this guys. I mean, I'm, we're pivoting, but I didn't plan for it. Um, if you could talk to one coach, who would you talk to? Oof. Living or dead is what I'll say. Living or dead. Um, it's tough because, like, with, with Coach, like, Wooden and, like, Coach K, they have so much stuff documented, you know? Right. Like, so it's like, oh, I would love to talk to uh, – I mean, I would. I just love my time that I had with Coach McKillop, which was, was fantastic. And uh, – but I feel like it would have to be some part of uh, – oh, man. There's just so many. Coaches. I know there's so many. You can go with Pop. You can go with Stevens. You can go with like. There's I mean, so. Yeah. This, this is for two purposes, right? So like, a because I wanted to be him when I was growing up, and then b because he's an, a very good coach. Steve Kerr is like who I would want to sit down and just chat with, and, and like just with his upbringing and the uniqueness in his time with his family, as well as his coaching opportunities and playing opportunities. That's somebody I've read about it. I want to be able to talk with. Him. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, that would be awesome. I would love that. Okay, so um, hold on. So I'm going to do my um, – what's one of the bigger changes you've seen over the last 20 years, 30 years, mm. or your coaching career? Yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's wild, but it, it's the, the cyclical nature of what, like, a charge and block have been and, like, what they're trying to do. And, and like, so for a while it was not in the game and now it's, doesn't matter. It's back in the game and now you need to teach it. Um, that's like ways to adapt of what you have to do as a coach is, is to evaluate the room and, and see those are rules that are huge. Cause if you're not allowed to take a charge, right. Uh, 
you know, like, and if everything was going to be a block and that was about four to five years ago or three to four years ago when the verticality came into play. Right. Um, but I felt like the last two years that you can take as many charges as you want. Do you, um, do you have this do, division three as a semicircle, right? We do. Yeah. Yeah. So they're talking about that in our state. I go, what are you talking about? The account that's <laughs> officiating my game has enough stuff to worry about. They're talking shock. They're talking. It's yeah. like these, these guys are coming from their jobs. They're not like, what do you, there's no instant replay people. Like yeah. it's a hard enough call. It's and basically realization is that people are overmatched, you know, at times yeah. and, and like, you can't get too upset. It, nobody wants to be, an official is going to be like unhappy. So uh, here's my theory is I think I personally, okay, again, Wisconsin, I think the, the, the charge should go away at the, at the pro level. Cause if anyone else flops on Giannis, every time he drives, they flop, they literally flop. It's like watching soccer. Like, and I'm biased cause I'm a Bucks fan. And I think Giannis is one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world. Um, but every time he drives, they flop. They yeah. just tried, I mean, that person isn't important to our team. He's really good. You just fall down, and then we'll hope he gets in foul trouble. Yeah, and yeah. we've all coached against those games where we have no answer to that guy. Right. Uh, and, and so hey, how can we try to minimize his damage? <laughs> you you got to get him off the court. That's what they try to do. They try to get him off the court. Okay, I'm going to do um, – I always end with rapid fire, so I'm going to ask you a question, okay. and then you're going to give me a response. It yep. can be a quick response. Whatever. It's just a response. Okay. What's your favorite brand of basketball, the actual ball you play with? Wilson Solution. You know, Why? Far, uh, it's what our league uses, but more importantly, it's what the NCAA uses. And, like, good memories, you know, for uh, – I used it as a player. So, okay. like, those four. Yep. I, I use what I, – I, we use Spalding because that's what they use at the state tournament. I'm going to yeah. use what – in the yep. most important game, you want to use the ball they're going to use. Um, one word to describe your ideal player. Um, I, I like tough. Okay. If you go to one sporting event in the world, what would it be and why? I've never been – I want to be like courtside for a champion NCAA championship game. Okay. You know, the coaches that you get – the, the, the tickets that you get as a coach are, are like three stories up. <laughs> they weren't bad. Though, Drew and I went because Drew, Drew, Drew's, Drew's 18. He's been a member of the National Association of Basketball Coaches since he was like 12. No so way. We got, swear to God. <laughs> That's awesome. been my assistant. So <laughs> him and I both got we, – we saw Virginia win it, and those seats weren't bad. Um, they were in the end zone. They were a lot worse, trust me, in the Metrodome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be great. Get to to have the kind of money to get those kind of seats would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite pregame meal? Oof, this one is good, but it, it's uh, it's a sandwich. You know, like a, a Subway, not Subway, a, a Wegman's sandwich. Like uh, like Wegman's is the grocery store up here, and I want. Okay. To, yep, potato chips, a little soda. Um, what does your what does your um game day ritual look like? Okay, we get the kids to school. Uh, then we try to make sure we go over our plans, get the board ready, um, you know, have a shoot around that we, we were able to do in, in, on the court and then get a workout in. You know, I, I need to get at least like 30 to 45 minutes of some cardio with the mind kind of go. And then we're, we're ready for game time. So, okay. Um, what's one thing you do to relax? Uh, 
biggest thing for me to relax is to try to, you know, we have a beautiful campus. I walk around the campus a couple of days and listen to some podcasts. <laughs> it is, it is, it is a gorgeous campus. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a story. The first time Drew and I and our family visited it, it was in the middle of summer and it was a hundred and ten. So it was so hot. And so then, so then Drew crossed it off his list. Yeah. Like, and I go, okay, stop. You don't cross it off because it was hot. So we eventually <laughs> made it back. That's when we met you. And it's like, oh, then it moved up the list. It's like, oh, that school's on my list. It's like, it's like those first things, but it's a gorgeous campus, yeah. gorgeous campus. Um, yeah, need to walk and, and get some fresh air. Yeah, it's uh, the, the arches are great that you come in. Those are awesome. I remember those. Um, uh, one coaching technique you think is important? Um, it, it's to, you know, let them fail at times and hopefully create situations for them to have uh to have that aha moment and then they're going to retain it engage it and like completely hold on to it and then it's there's the rest of their career yeah it's that growth mindset it's literally the growth mindset it is um best basketball player you have seen in person uh there were some really good ones you know we would go down to the milk house in disney and and kyrie irving was the guy who i was as a high school you know rising senior and i was right. like, that that's disgusting <laughs> and yeah. he, the good ones are so good it's just but, you, you can't believe it yeah but the ones where they're moving and they're different is the word that comes to my you know when you see nba talent you, you've seen it with Giannis and, and those guys they're just moving different they're at different speeds different sizes well first of all you see first when you see Giannis and lebron in person they look like they look like they're six foot tall they're running like they're six foot tall you're yeah. not running like your big guy who's six eight runs like he's six eight. Sorry, yeah. but he does. Yeah. These two look like gazelles. <laughs> like absolutely. And I teach AP stats. I go, these people are not normal. Like normal. They they are they are they are four standard deviations above. They're they are <laughs> there's one in seven billion. It's like you can't imagine seeing those people. Like unless you've been close on an NBA floor, mm-hmm. you just don't realize it. Like um it's it's crazy um best player of all time uh i'm still in the mj yeah mj's got about 97 percent. i gotta go back and tally that at some point (laughs) um one thing that helped you become a better coach uh just being every position volunteer graduate assistant you know part-time full-time d1 d3 like uh, being able and then the, the same thing with as a player I was a role player, you know, scout team, role player, starter, captain, you know, wearing all these different hats made me uh, the, the coach I am today. So I can try to relate to most of my players. Right. I, I, what I, when people send me emails and say, what do I, what do I do to become a coach? I go, go coach. It <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't matter if it's upward basketball and it's third graders, just go coach. <laughs> You'll learn something every time you do it. Um, you know, it's the 10,000 hour rule. You just got to put the time in. Um, the, the, youth, the youth kids make you such a better coach because they're going to do whatever you say. And you realize the holes in your instructions uh, when you're having that youth coach. <laughs> I'm telling you, I learned as much coaching Drew when he was growing up than I did in my practices because it's like, yeah. holy crud, how do I teach a third grader to pivot? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to like, um, best game you've seen in person. Uh, ooh, yeah, NCAA tournament game, uh, Kansas-Memphis. I was at that in San Antonio um, when Chalmers hit that shot. Oh, I remember that game. All the time, and, and then they won going away. So I was, I was at that. That was the Davidson run 
So I was in Detroit watching Steph, you know, um, win some games and get to the Elite Eight. And then to, to be able to see it with that championship was pretty impressive. Um, favorite quote or saying? I know you sent a couple of them. but Yeah, the, the one, the never a wrong time to do the right thing. Uh, like a Lou Holtz one. I love that one. Uh, the one that's more relevant now is is like bad times can make you bitter or better. Um, <laughs> but like that's what we're telling our guys. And what are you going to do with it? And, and one just to like be a little more regional uh, was was talking about what we look for in, in recruiting. You know, recruiting hungry kids. You know, that love the game and want to get better. And, and the most important part of that is that they have more questions than answers. And that's what makes coaching fun. You yeah. Know, you well, and, if you looked at the kind of kids Bo Ryan recruited when he was at Platteville, Wisconsin, the exact same kind of kid. Like they were just they were they were th- four star, three star, rather than you know the three kids who weren't that. Um, yeah, that's I, I love that. All right, so let's do. Um, do you have a favorite book? Uh, the one that I, I pulled out because I, I don't have enough time to read as much as I want to. Audible. I'm telling yeah. you. Audible. I'm halfway through Brock's book right now. It's pretty good. It, 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 I put it on when I don't want to think about anything, to be honest with you. And it's like yeah. him just talking about his presidency. It's 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 700 pages. It's 28 Ooh. hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's audible. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> but the the thing that I the I always came back to was the the Pat Conroy the my losing season, um, and that was something that. It was his about his time being the captain point senior captain point guard at Citadel and losing the whole season, and again the life lessons that were taught to him and how he wouldn't change it for anything. Um, but yeah, Pat Conroy, my losing season, and that was reading that when I was at Elmira and we were struggling some. It's somewhere over there, I read that a while ago. Yeah, that's a great book. It's <laughs> a great book. Um, best basketball coach of all time. Um, I would go with uh, I love it. like <laughs> that's a hard one. Tanner Auerbach is is fun just to like just see. I would love to be in his uh, locker room hearing what he was telling all those guys. I I tell coaches have coaches don't pause on best player of all time. They they can't like coach they want to talk to and coach they the best coach they can't. It's so no, hard. It's like so many, there's know. so many good ones. And the problem is, here's what I tell people. There's so many good ones you've never even heard of. Like a guy in Arizona that's won yeah. 900 games. You don't know. He's probably a better coach than half the coaches out there, but you never hear of them um, just because of the way it works. All right, so I appreciate you taking this, Coach. I know what it's like to have two little kids so that you're awake is amazing in itself. <laughs> uh, do you have any parting words, Any anything you'd like to share with the audience, anything like that? I will put your contact stuff down. Great. So give me your ideal player, like 6'4", can shoot long. If anybody has a smart kid that can do that. Absolutely. Coach. <laughs> uh, if, if you have any guys that aren't able to find the right fit at the Ivy League or the Patriot League, um, you know, we, we're a great spot out here. In, in the direct flight into New York City, we're an hour and a half north. Um, you can ride the train line and, and just be out on the last stop. So, it's, yeah, and the train's not that far, if I remember right. Not too, too bad at all. Seven minutes to the train station, and, and uh, that's – right from campus so it, it's it's fun but i uh i'm doing what i love and, and having an opportunity to meet great people like yourself and and not even knowing what's going to happen down the road and, and having an opportunity to speak with you today was great and great thank you coach thank- hey everybody i hope you enjoy it make sure you subscribe um we would really appreciate that apple spotify wherever you listen five those five star reviews mean a ton to us uh, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better have a great day
Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.